Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 15. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire, and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given to them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked, and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Now these seven plagues, these seven last plagues, we're obviously um, uh, moving laid into John's book, but these seven plagues so far have not been explained or elaborated on. In fact, at one point in time, John was told uh, not to write down what was being spoken about the seven plagues. But here we have some more insight. And so in verse one, we read, I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last because with them, God's wrath is completed. And so these seven plagues represent the finish, the completion of God pouring out His wrath on the earth. So they're very significant. The timing is very significant. And John looked in verse 2, and he saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire, and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. So a lot of information in that verse, too. First, the the sea of glass. The sea of glass is the real sea that stands before the throne of God in all eternity. The bronze sea in Solomon's tabernacle and um, the laver in the tabernacle of Moses represent this sea of glass. But here, it's not a natural bronze basin filled with water. Here, it's a glowing sea described like glass glowing with fire. And there's a group of people that are standing around this sea of glass, and it says they've been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. So we're back to this beast who was empowered by the devil, that the people of the earth had worshipped him and his image, and um, uh, the number of this beast was identified as 666, the number of, of man. But this image of the sea of glass glowing with fire before the throne of God, this is revealed in other places in the Scripture. For example, back to our favorite chapter in Daniel, chapter 7, there's a revelation of the 
the throne of God with fiery flames before it and a, a fiery stream or a fiery sea issued from before it. We read in Daniel 7, verse 9, I beheld till thrones were cast down or set down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, and thousands upon thousands ministered to him. So this throne room scene is not one unfamiliar to the prophetic scriptures. In verse 2, part B, we also read that these people who had been victorious over the, the beast and its image held harps that had been given to them by God. So what do you know, friends? Some of us will actually be playing harps in heaven. Um, at least this multitude in this particular setting are given harps to worship the Lord around the throne in the sea of glass. So it's interesting. You've always heard of us playing harps in heaven, and there's some truth to it, because here the people of God are given harps. So in verse 3, we read about two songs. It says, They sang the song of God's servant Moses and the song of the Lamb. Now, what is the song of God's servant Moses? We find that in Exodus chapter 15, verse 1 and following. So it says, Moses and the Israelites sang this song to Yahweh. I will sing this song to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he's hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. And so this song of the Lord in Exodus 15, Yahweh becomes uh, his Savior. Um, He's his God, and this is repeated in the book of Revelation in chapter 15, verse 3. They sang the song of God's servant Moses. So we'll be singing that song in eternity. And they also sang the song of the Lamb, and we have a representative verse or two from that song goes this way in in verse 3 and 4. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. And so the song of the Lamb, it declares him to be the Lord God Almighty, says that all of his ways are just and true. It says that Jesus, the Lamb of God, is the King of the nations, and that appears in many different places in Revelation and in the Gospel. It goes on to say, Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? And the answer is, All men will fear him and bring glory to his name. He alone is holy, and the nations will indeed come and worship before him. And the book of Revelation is continually revealing and unveiling the person of the Lord Jesus Christ in this context. In verse 5, we read, After this, John looked and saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. This is the real temple that's in heaven. This is not the facsimile that Moses built or the one that Solomon built or the one Zerubbabel rebuilt. This is the real temple in heaven, the tabernacle of God. And out of the temple came seven angels with seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen, and with golden sashes around their chest. So these majestic angelic beings came out of the temple of God, carrying plagues. In verse 7, Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. Now we've seen these bowls before. 
We encountered them in Revelation 5 and Revelation 8. These bowls were receptacles for the prayers of God's people. They were mixed with incense. And then uh, Revelation 8, verse 5 says, The angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it to the earth. And so the, the bowls of incense and prayer were mixed with the fire of God and hurled onto the earth. The, uh, the prayers went up. The answers came down, in this case, in the form of judgment and the wrath of God. So it's interesting. Somehow the pleas of God's people, we don't know what they were praying. Perhaps um, they were praying for justice for those who had been mistreated. Perhaps they were praying for vindication from those who had opposed the purposes of God. Whatever the case, their prayers are now being answered with the incense of God from the throne room of God coming out of the temple of God, and the angels are hurling down the response. Uh, from the golden bowls with the wrath of God. In verse 8, the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. We've seen this temple filled with the glory of God before on earth. In Second Chronicles chapter 5, the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud of God, and the priests couldn't minister for the glory of the Lord. And here, no one could um, do anything in the real tabernacle because the glory of the Lord, the smoke from the glory of the Lord is poured out in his temple. Now, I want to move on um, again to the unveiling of Jesus or the revelation of Jesus as contained in this chapter. And there is magnificent imagery contained in this chapter. It has to do with the song of the Lamb. Back to the Song of the Lamb, we hear the redeemed of all the ages, and those of us who are standing around the the glowing sea of glass, glowing with fire, those who had been victorious over the beast, those who had not taken its image and had not worshipped the name of the beast, the 666, those who belong to the Lamb of God forever and ever, sing this song. And the song is, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Now, that's a marvelous song. But that song is preceded by the song of Moses. It's the song that was composed from the heart of Moses. And I believe the song of the Lamb will have verses composed from my earth song and your earth song. By that, I mean... The relationship that you and I have had with Jesus in the days of our flesh will be singing about and thanking him for forever and ever. The song of the Lamb for us will have stanzas related to our relationship with the Lord. And so we'll sing from our hearts the appreciation and the love that we have for Jesus Christ for all of the endless ages, together with all of the saints gathered around the throne, together with Moses and the children of Israel and those that have gone before us. Your earth song, friends, is being composed right now in the days of your flesh. Is your earth song being sung about you? Are you singing about the one who lives forever and ever, the Lamb of God who sits on the throne? I pray that you would sing an earth song in eternity worthy of the one who gave his life for each of us. I know it's a tall order, but we'll all be given an opportunity to say what Jesus meant to us in the days of our flesh when we stand before the throne of God and the sea of glass. Lord, I just pray that we would be able to minister to the Lord Jesus Christ 
and to the Ancient of Days sitting on the throne from our hearts, that we would minister as to our gratitude and our love and our adoration. Yes, we will acclaim His mighty deeds and the justice of His ways, but more importantly, we will proclaim how grateful we are for His kindness and His grace poured out on us. We thank you even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.